Sasa hivi, we don't have space to do a meeting because of these wonders. Because of the mighty mighty healings that we are showing you. Kwa sababu ya uponyaji kuu kuu kabisa ambazo tunawaonyesha. Right now we have to rent more than 110 acres, more than 110. Sasa hivi ni lazima tukondishe zaidi ya uwanja wa ekari 110. More than 110. That is the only kind of ground that fits us. Zaidi ya uwanja wa ekari 110. Hiyo ndio uwanja wa pekee ambao unaweza kutotosha. Kenya we don't know how many millions below we lost count of the number of people in this ministry we don't know how many millions there are hapa kenya tulipoteza idadi ya watu wa huduma hii tulipoteza tujuni maidadi gani ya mamilioni wangapi the bishops i think about 247 249 bishops maskofu 249 bishops alone maskofu peke yake ni yapata 249 overseers i don't know how many thousands waangalizi sijuni maelfu ngapi and then plus pastors halafu pamoja na wachungaji one pastors conference alone probably i don't know what number why are we talking 18 between 18 to 20000 pastors Ko, konga mano, we don't know kongamano moja tu la wachungaji unazungumza zaidi ya wachungaji 1800 we always try to estimate using the seats huwa tunajaribu tu kuweza kukaribati kutumia zile viti during the conferences they flood the seats katika wakati wa makongamano kwa sababu wanajaza kabisa viti and so it's amazing can you imagine our annual general meeting will take place this uh, monday on the on the google on the web hivyo basi mnaweza kuwazia kwamba on they call it what is it uh, you know i come from another age on the zoom ha. you know i come from a whole different uh, another nini uh, another civilization totally mkutano wetu wa kitaifa wa kijumla utatendeka kwenye look at the hill alone tazameni mlima peke yake in menengai this 110 acres pale menengai hii ni ekari 110 but it was so full until people were on the hill Let, let's see the hill alone Wacha tuone mlima peke yake. The hill alone. Mlima peke yake. Is a big crusade on its own account. Far ni, away from the altar, very far. Ni mkutano mkubwa kabisa wa hadhara yenyewe peke yake. And people were healed up there. Na watu waliponywa huko juu. But the field is about 110 acres. Lakini uwanja lakini uwanja ni yapata ekari 111. And the owner of this field that traveled to the United States, we had to call him. Na mwenye uwanja huu because we have no elsewhere na mwenye uwanja huu alikuwa amesafiri kuelekea Marekani hivyo basi ilibidi tumpigie simu kwa sababu hatukuwa na kwingine so it is big kwa hivyo ni kubwa when the lord brings such healings you can tell wakati bwana anapoleta uponyaji za namna hii mnaweza kutambua kila mtu anaona njaa kuwa mahali ambapo Mungu yupo mahali ambapo kuna tumaini lakini kote kote duniani hatujui idadi nationally i know that almost everybody follows now kitaifa ninajua kwamba karibu kila mtu anafuata sasa everybody follows kila mtu anafuata including the leaders kuhusisha hata viongozi and then globally halafu kote kote duniani we don't know hatujui hallelujah hallelujah So I think that is a high note on which to begin tonight's service. Hivyo basi na kisia ya kwamba hiyo ni ngazi ya juu kabisa kuanzia ibada ya usiku wa leo. And so now blessed people. Na kwa hivyo sasa watu wabarikiwa. On our service tonight. Katika ibada yetu usiku wa leo. We were talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. Tulikuwa tunazungumza kuhusu wajibu wa Roho Mtakatifu. The centrality of the Holy Spirit in your Christianity. Unyeti wa Roho Mtakatifu katika Ukristo wenu. The saving grace of Jesus you received. Neema ya Yesu Kristo ya kuokoa mliopokea. The role of the Holy Spirit. Wajibu wa Roho Mtakatifu. In that salvation you received. Katika wokovu huo mliopokea. And I say. Na nilisema. And that's why you find. Na ndio sababu mnatambua. On many occasions. Katika mara nyingi. Somebody is drinking. 
mtu anakunywa pombe is in alcoholism yuko katika ulevi is in immorality yuko kwenye usharati and is smoking opium or whatever it is he does na anavuta bangi ama chochote kile anachofanya ama anavugubia madawa za kulevya but on the day when the gospel touches his heart lakini siku ambapo injili inaguza moyo wake the next day siku inayofuata he's throwing the bottles of whiskey into the can and breaking them into the dustbin anatupa kabisa na kuzivunja zile machupa za pombe na kuzitupa kwenye takataka and is 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 taking all the pornography magazines and setting on fire na kuchukua yale majarida yote ya pornografia na kuziwasha moto and his children and wife are looking na watoto wake na mke wake wanaangalia and is doing so as he's weeping na anafanya hivyo akilia is crying analia and his wife is patting his back na mke wake anamgonga mgongo sometimes he cries until he falls down he sits on the soil wakati mwingine wakati mwingine analia kabisa hadi ananguka chini anakaa kwenye sakafu ya nyumba and he's saying i can't believe i was doing all this na anasemea kwamba siwezi kuamini kwamba nilikuwa ninafanya haya yote i can't believe i was hurting you people siwezi kuamini kwamba nilikuwa na waumiza ninyi watu conviction hivyo basi huko kushawishika the role of the holy spirit wajibu wa roho mtakatifu it is the holy spirit that convicts you ni roho mtakatifu ambaye anawashawishi and build that new person that you see the next day is now throwing these things away na kumjenga yule mtu mpya ambaye mnaona sasa siku inayofuata anatupa hizi vitu mbali now is change totally sasa amebadilika kikamilifu that is the process of the new creation the creating of a new creation in the life of a new believer hiyo sasa ndio hatua ya kuumba kiumbe kipya katika maisha ya mkristo mumini and that is what we were looking at na hiyo ndio ambayo tulikuwa tunaangazia and our lead scripture on uh, on sunday na andiko letu la mwongozo siku ya jumapili was the book of Titus chapter 3 Ilikuwa kitabu cha Tito sura ya 3 Verses 3 to verse 7 Can we revisit that again Mstari wa 3 hadi mstari wa 7 Je tunaweza kurejelea hiyo tena The book of Titus Kitabu cha Tito Titus chapter 3 Tito sura ya 3 Turn with me to Titus chapter 3 Geukeni pamoja nami kwenye kitabu cha Tito sura ya 3 And I'm reading Na ninasoma Again Titus chapter 3 Tito sura ya 3 And he says Na anasema from verse 3 Kuanzia mstari wa 3 At one time we too were foolish Kwa maana kwa wakati fulani sisi pia tulikuwa wajinga disobedient wasioti deceived wa uongo and enslaved by all kinds of passions tukiwa watumwa wa tamaa zote mbaya and pleasures Na anasa za kila aina Let's talk about the wickedness of the flesh the evil of the world the immorality of this world anazungumza kuhusiana na uovu wa mwili udhalimu wa ulimwengu uovu sharati wa ulimwengu huu he says anasema foolish wajinga disobedient wasioti wadanganyifu na tukiwa watumwa by all kinds of persons watamazote mbaya and worldly pleasures na anasa za kidunia We lived in malice uovu, and envy wivu, being hated and hating one another can you imagine what a life na tukichukiana sisi kwa sisi mnaweza kuaziani maisha ya namna gani then we also looked at the book of mark chapter 7 halafu pia tukaangazia kitabu cha marko sura ya 7 the condition of the heart of man hali ya moyo mwanadamu turn with me there geukeni pamoja nami pale He says the following. Anasema ifuatayo. Mark chapter 7 I'm reading from 
Kitabu cha Marko sura ya saba ninasoma kuanzia mstari wa 20. He says he went on. Anasema akaendelea kusema What comes out of a person is what defiles them. Kile kimtokacho mtu ndicho kimtiacho unajisi. For it is from within. Kwa maana kutoka ndani ya moyo. Out of a person's heart. Kutoka ndani ya moyo wa mtu. That evil thoughts come. Ndimo hutoka mawazo mabaya. So you remember the list we have just seen in the book of Titus chapter 3. Hivyo basi mnakumbuka ile orodha ambayo tumeona tu kwenye kitabu cha Tito sura ya tatu. Foolish. Disobedient. Deceive. Envy. Wivu. Malice. Hatred. Chuki. Then you add this. And it says. Na anasema, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within out of the person's heart that evil thoughts come kwa maana kutoka ndani ya moyo wa mtu ndimo hutoka mawazo mabaya sexual immorality usherati theft wizi murder uaji idolatry uzinzi greed tamambaya malice uovu deceit udanganyifu lewdness ufisadi envy wivu slander matukano arrogance kiburi and folly na upumbavu he says all these all these evil All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Anasema maovu haya yote hutoka ndani ya mtu nayo ndio yamtiayo mtu unajisi. And we also saw the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Na pia tuliona kitabu cha Waefeso sura ya 4. The list that is there darkened hearts. Orodha ambayo iko pale mioyo zilizotiwagiza. Mioyo migumu. And he said totally uh, separated from God. He says the uh, ignorance. And you put all that together. They describe the fall in the garden. That is just how enormous the fall was when Adam fell. And we see it here in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 17 to 19 he says. So I tell you this. And insist on it in the Lord. That you must no longer live as Gentiles. As Gentiles do. And Gentiles, I told you by that he meant the heathen, those who are not born again. And he says, in futility of their thinking, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves to sensuality, meaning the flesh, and the lasting of the flesh. The flesh and the lasting of the flesh. Over to all sensuality so that So as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they are full of greed. So you put that together. Then now you come to Titus chapter 3. From verse 4 now. So you have already seen the condition from which everybody, each one of us, everybody born on the earth came from there. The weight of sin that Adam 
launched, launched, laid on every single created person. Hivyo basi tayari mmeona kutoka pale ile dhambi ile viwango uongo. Uzito wa dhambi Adamu aliwekwa kwa kichwa cha kila mtu that has ever been born since the fall. Ule uzito wa dhambi ambao Adamu aliweka kwa kichwa ya kila mtu ambaye aliwahi kuzaliwa tangia uumbaji. Amewahi. Amen. Amewahi kuzaliwa tangia uumbaji. So out of that condition is where now the Lord is saving you. Hivyo basi kutokana na hali hiyo ndimo ambapo sasa Bwana anawaokoa. And that's why I just wanted you to understand the tremendous role the Holy Spirit plays in converting somebody from that state into a total Totally delivered a new creation. Ndio sababu nilitaka tu muelewe ile wajibu mkuu kabisa ambao Roho Mtakatifu hutekeleza katika kumkomboa mtu kutoka katika mahali pale na kumfanya kuwa kiumbe kipya kikamilifu. From that deplorable state. Kutoka katika hali hii kudhalilisha kabisa. Unbelievable state. Hali ya kutoaminika. And so is here now. Na anasema hapa sasa The book of uh, the book of Titus chapter 3 I'm reading verse 4. Kitabu cha Tito sura ya 3 nasoma mstari wa 4. And he says. Na anasema But when the kindness and love of God our savior appeared. Lakini wema na upendo wa Mungu mwokozi wetu ulipofunuliwa. That is amazing. Hiyo yashangaza. He is describing the kindness and the love of God our savior appears. Anaelezea kwamba wema na upendo wa Mungu wetu mwokozi unafunuliwa. In other words the salvation of God appeared. Kwa maneno mengine when it finally appeared to man kwa maneno mengine wakati ambapo hatimaye uokovu wa Mungu ulipokuja kwa mwanadamu. And we saw that this statement is very deep. Na tulionea kwamba kauli hii ni ya kilindi sana. Because it's saying but when the kind of the this is mercy, this is grace of God appear to save you. Kwa sababu anasemea kwamba wakati wema, hizi ni rehema, hii ni neema ya Mungu wakati ilipokuja kuwaokoa. Again verse 4. Tena mstari wa 4. But when the kindness and love of God our savior appeared. Lakini wakati wema na upendo wa Mungu mwokozi wetu ulipofunuliwa. Look at verse 5 what it does. Tazama mstari wa 5 kila anachofanya. He saved us. Alituokoa. He saved us a finished job. Alituokoa alimaliza kazi. Not he saving us. He saved us. Sie eti anatuokoa bali alituokoa. And he saying Anasema, not because of righteous things we had done sio kwa sababu ya matendo ya haki tuliyotenda but because of his mercy bali kwa sababu ya rehema zake and i said that word mercy na nilisemea kwamba hilo nene rehema it talks about pity inazungumza kuhusu huruma that all mankind had sinned ya kwamba wanadamu wote walitenda dhambi and after sinning na baada ya kutenda dhambi you are now worthy you are sinful enough to be judged by god sasa mlikuwa watenda dhambi ya kutosha kabisa kuhukumiwa na mungu and you are condemned to death in the lake of fire na mlikuwa kabisa kwa kifo katika ziwa la moto and so he says by mercy because of his mercy hivi basi anasemea kwamba kwa rehema kwa sababu ya rehema zake mercy means god had pity on you he took pity on you rehema inamaanisha kwamba mungu aliwahurumia it talks about the compassion of god seeing that you are going to suffer and then he comes and he interferes with justice inazungumza of god inazungumza kuhusu ile huruma za mungu akionea kwamba munaenda kusteseka kabisa halafu anakuja kabisa kabisa na kuingilia kati kabisa ile rehema za mungu hiyo sasa hiyo ndio wema wa mungu the compassion of god huruma za mungu the pity of god 
Love of God extended to you because he pitied you you were going to suffer eternally. Upendo wa Mungu ambao umedhihirishwa kwenu kwa sababu aliwahurumia mlikuwa mnaenda kuteseka milele. He said he saved us. Anasema kwamba alituokoa. Not because of righteous things we did. Sio kwa sababu ya matendo ya haki tuliyotenda. Meaning salvation comes from the Lord. Kumaanisha kwamba wokovu huja kutoka kwa Bwana. And the Lord alone. Naye Bwana tu peke yake. And you have no role in it. Na hamna wajibu wote ndani mwake. Except the role I will tell you where now you are supposed to sustain the righteousness. Ijapokuwa tu ile wajibu ambao nitawaambia ambapo sasa ni lazima mkapate kudumisha uhaki. Is the air conditioning on here? As usual I keep asking. It's quite hot here. Everything is on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the door closed? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so then he says the following. Anasema ifuatayo. Then he says. Anasema, he saved us through the washing of rebirth. Alituokoa kupitia kukuoshwa kwa kuzaliwa upya. And renewal by the Holy Spirit. Na kufanywa wapya kwa njia ya Roho Mtakatifu. The other versions say. Zile tafsiri zingine zasema. The washing of regeneration. Ya kwamba kuoshwa kwa kuhuishwa. The washing of rebirth. Kuoshwa kwa kuzaliwa upya. And regeneration. Na kuhuishwa. That is now where the Holy Spirit comes in. Hapo ndipo sasa Roho Mtakatifu huingilia kati. Where the Holy Spirit himself. Ambapo Roho Mtakatifu mwenyewe is now the one that will regenerate you. Hapo ndipo sasa yeye ndiye atakayouisha. And we saw that there is a central problem right now in the church. Na tuliona kwamba kunayo shida kubwa kabisa sasa hivi kanisani. Because they are living their Christian lives virtually unregenerated. Kwa sababu you don't see the new creation. You see it's the old person with her sins his sins they have transferred that same behavior into the church kwa sababu wanaishi maisha yao ya sasa hivi bila kuhuishwa kwa sababu hauoni mabadiliko kabisa kanisani unaona yule mtu wa kale yule yule yuko kanisani and so we Na, saw that this verse 5 hivi basi tuliona ya kwamba huu mstari wa 5 verse 5 is very central in defining the supremacy of the holy spirit in your life. Mstari wa 5 ni nyeti kabisa katika kutambulisha ukuu wa Roho Mtakatifu kwenye maisha yenu. Saved us not because of righteous things we had done. Anasema kwamba sio kwa sababu alituokoa si kwa sababu ya matendo ya haki tuliyotenda. But because of his mercy. Bali kwa sababu ya rehema zake. He saved us through the washing of rebirth. Alituokoa. Now look at the holy spirit. He washes you there with water. The washing of rebirth. Alituokoa kwa kutuosha kwa kuzaliwa mara ya pili. And renewal by the holy spirit. Na kufanywa and like i said the other versions say regeneration na kama vile nilivyosema zile tafsiri zingine zinasemea kwamba kuhuishwa and it says verse 6 na anasema mstari wa 6 whom he poured out on us generously through jesus christ ambaye mungu our savior ambaye mungu alitumiminia kwa wingi kwa njia ya yesu kristo mwokozi wetu so that having been justified by his grace ili kwamba tukisha kuhesabiwa haki kwa neema yake we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life tupate kuwa waridhi tukiwa na tumaini la uzima wa milele and he says now this is trustworthy you should evangelize it anasema kwamba sasa hili ni la kuaminika mnapaswa kuifanyia uinjilisti and so this is a central theme that we looked at on sunday hivyo basi haya ndio mazungumzo ya nyeti kabisa ambayo tuliangazia siku ya jumapili and we looked at it in the context of this tremendous river of ezekiel 47 hivyo basi tuliangazia katika muktadha wa mto huu wa ajabu kabisa kwenye kitabu cha ezekiel 47 that in this introduction tonight to bring everybody on board ya kwamba katika utangulizi huu usiku wa leo ili kwamba kuleta kila mtu kwa pamoja even those that were not here on sunday hata wale ambao hawakuwa hapa siku ya jumapili on monday evening the evening bread ama hawakusikiliza hawakusikiliza kupitia masafa ya redio katika mkate wa jioni jumatatu he's saying here anasema hapa 
that Ezekiel was in captivity. Ya kwamba Ezekiel alikuwa katika umateka. He was in Babylon with the children of Israel. Alikuwa kule Babeli pamoja na wana wa Israeli. And while there. Na wakati alikuwa pale. The temple of the Lord was totally destroyed and it was rubble in Jerusalem. Hekalu la Bwana lilikuwa limebomolewa na kuharibiwa kabisa na ilikuwa tu vifusi kule Yerusalemu. It had turned into rubble. Ilikuwa imegeuka na kuwa vifusi kabisa kuharibika. And had had been totally plus plus the city had been totally brought down na pamoja na mji ulikuwa umeharibiwa na kubomolewa kabisa and so while there in babylon hivyo basi wakati walikuwa babeli in captivity katika umateka then the lord now shows him the temple of god in jerusalem hapo basi sasa bwana anamuonyesha hekalu la mungu kule yerusalemu a new temple hekalu jipya and that temple na hilo hekalu is better than the previous. Ni bora kabisa kuliko ya ile awali. And when the Lord took him all around the temple, then he saw water coming from under the water under the south side of the altar. Na wakati Bwana alipompeleka kote kote kuzunguka hekalu hilo, hivyo basi aliona maji yakitoka katika upande wa kusini chini under ya the south side. Chini ya upande wa kusini wa madhabahu. And the gate faced east. He's talking about the eastern gate. Na lile lango liliangalia upande wa mashariki. Anazungumza kuhusu lango la mashariki. And the water that flows from that temple that Tabernacle of God. Na hiyo maji ambayo inatiririka kutoka kwenye hekalu hiyo ya Mungu. Nyumba ya Bwana was flowing down into the Araba valley. Ilikuwa inatiririka hadi chini kuelekea kwenye bonde la Araba and headed to the Dead Sea. Na kuelekea katika bahari mfu. And every 1000 cubits that the person of the Holy Spirit measured. Na kila dhira alfu moja ambayo mtu wa Roho Mtakatifu alipima. And he walked Ezekiel in. Na akamtembeza Ezekiel ndani. The water became deeper and deeper and deeper with the current Hayo maji yaliendelea kuwa yakimo na kilindi na kilindi kabisa pamoja na yale mawimbi And he says Na anasema from the temple of the Lord Ya kwamba kutoka kwa hekalu la Bwana under the temple where is where is coming is literally trickling is dripping Mahali ambapo inatokea inatoka tu matone matone It is not a river Sio mto We know that all rivers from their origin they come with maximum force and Tunajua kwamba mito zote kuanzia mahali zinazoanzia inakuja na nguvu na msukumo mwingi kabisa. But this particular river. Lakini mto huu hasa kabisa. The river of Jerusalem. Mto wa Yerusalemu. The river of the Lord in Jerusalem. Mto wa Bwana Yerusalemu. And we all know that the city of Jerusalem has no river. Na sote tunajua kwamba mji wa Yerusalemu hauna mto. That civilization did not include a river. Hiyo maendeleo haikuhusisha huo mto. And the Lord did it on purpose. Na Bwana alifanya kimakusudi kabisa. Because he wanted to emphasize their total dependence on him. Kwa sababu alitaka kusisitiza kule kutegemea kwao kwake kikamilifu. That as long as they obey his ordinances, the heavens will be open yep. and rain would come, they would have sufficient water and crop yep. livestock feed. Ya kwamba mradi tu wakapata kutina kuzingatia maagizo yake, basi mbingu zitakuwa wazi na watakuwa na maji ya kutosha kabisa kulisha mifugo yao pamoja na mimea zao. And so now. Na kwa hivyo sasa, having seen the beautiful creepers walking in Kisii. Baada ya kuona viweta wakupendeza sana wakitembea kule Kisii. What a mighty mighty thing to add on to it this powerful message on the role of the Holy Spirit in producing forth a new creation in you that you may never recycle back to sin. Ni jambo kuna mna gani kuongeza katika ujumbe huu kuhusiana na wajibu mkuu wa Roho Mtakatifu katika kuzaa ile kutoa ile uzao mpya ili kwamba msije kiumbe kipya mpata kuzaa kiumbe kipya ili kwamba msije mkarudi tena kwa dhambi 
that you may live in the newness of life with different values pursuing the righteousness of God only. Ili kwamba mkapate kuishi katika upya uzima mkiwa na udhamana mpya kabisa mkifuatilia tu yale matendo ya Mungu peke yake. He's saying headed to the kingdom of glory in heaven. Anasema kwamba kuelekea katika ufalme wa utukufu mbinguni. And he says. Na anasema that, that river is contrary to what you know river as river. Ya kwamba mto huo ni tofauti kabisa na kile ambacho mjuaje kama mto mto wa kawaida. Because the current is the, the, is beginning with a dripo but downstream with maximum force kwa sababu inaanza tu kama matone matone kidogo kidogo lakini kuelekea chini ni mto mkubwa wa msukumo mkubwa and the depth is increasing na kile vile vilindi vinaongezeka and wherever it passes na popote ambapo inapita he says anasema it brings life ya kwamba inaleta uzima the life giving spirit of god that's what he says roho wa mungu apeanaye uzima hiyo ndiye anayesema wherever the river reaches within the araba valley you see life springing up the springing up of life popote ambapo mto huo unafika kwenye bonde la araba unaona kuchipuka kwa uhai uzima and he say na anasema that The dead sea. Ya kwamba bahari mfu is almost 30% salt, maybe 26 to 30% salt. Niyapata asilimia ya chumvi 20 hivi ya matelatini. Cannot sustain life. Haiwezi kabisa kudumisha uhai. You can't find life there. Hauwezi kupata uhai pale. And what happens is this. Na kile ambacho kinatendeka ni hiki. When this water from this temple, the river of the temple touches the dead sea he heals it wakati ambapo maji haya wakati maji haya mto unaotoka kwenye hekalu la bwana inapoguza ile bahari mfu inaiponya ile bahari mfu and then a lot of fish fresh water fish of different types so many are falling moving around is bustling with life now halafu sasa samaki wengi wengi kabisa wa aina tofauti tofauti wanasonga pale na kuogelea pale na kusonga na uhai sasa bustling with life ikibubujika sasa na uhai and then by the shores and the banks katika ukingo a lot of fruit trees are growing with a lot of fruits miti mingi kabisa so much delicious fruits for eating for food miti mingi kabisa yanakuwa inamea pale na matunda mengi mengi kabisa ambayo ni matamu like walking in a field kana kwamba kutembea kwenye shamba a mango field and seeing a ripe mango and you pick the low hanging and eat it you start eating delicious fruits ni kana kwamba ukitembea kwenye shamba la mimea ya, ma, ya maembe hala ile miti ya maembe alafu upatane na embe kubwa kabisa alafu unaanza kuikula tunda tamu sana na kuanza kuikula na ni tamu sana na anasemea kwamba majani yake ni kwa ajili ya uponyaji wa mataifa so na kwa hivyo mnaona that this is essentially the life giving spirit of the lord that the lord is talking about flowing from the temple all the way and giving life to the ends of the earth reviving what was dead out of the fall of adam the adamic fall the fall of adam and eve and bringing it back to life ya kwamba ya kwamba kimsingi huyu ni roho wa bwana apeanayo uzima ambaye bwana anamzungumzia kuhusiana naye ya kwamba anatiririka kabisa kabisa kutoka katika hekalu la bwana na popote ambapo anapita anapeana uzima hadi katika miisho ya ulimwengu wote katika na anasema that this is the gospel ya kwamba hii ndio injili that is beginning from Jerusalem ambayo inaanzia Yerusalemu and going all the way to Judea na kuelekea hadi kote kote Judea and the whole of Judea na hadi Uyahudi kote and then to Samaria hadi Samaria the entire Samaria Samaria yote and then to the ends of the earth halafu katika pembe nne za ulimwengu the life giving word of God neno la Mungu lipeanalo uzima that Jesus opened that word ya kwamba Yesu alifungua hilo neno that man may repent and return to God ili kwamba wanadamu wapate kutubu na kumrudia Mungu and then 
be able now to receive the spirit of the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord is the one that now is able to transform you. It's a spiritual transformation into a spiritual being to give you a spirit life, spiritual life. I'm simply talking about how to prepare the present day church for the glorious coming of the Messiah. That church that I saw worshipping inside heaven before the throne of God. That church is a spiritual church. That means she went through this processing by the Holy Spirit. And she crucified the flesh. And she received a new life. And she walked in the newness of life, which is a holiness pursuing life. Righteousness pursuing Christian. And then I say, the way the Holy Spirit does this. And this is something I said on Monday. Is that the Holy Spirit of God for him to come and work in you and for you to better understand the working of the Holy Spirit in regenerating you. First you must understand the gravity of sin. What happened when Adam fell? Man fell. When man fell, then such a tremendous darkness covered the earth. There was no hope. And he said that this conversation we are having now in the book of Titus chapter 3 verses 4 all the way to verse 7 it describes the entire spectrum of the work the Holy Spirit executes in the Christian to produce for the new creation regenerated Christian and the chronology of that is this there is the realization of what sin is first before you understand why the Holy Spirit is needed to come and regenerate you. So sin means it's essential what Adam did by sinning. It implies defection from God. Defecting from God. Rejecting God. Denouncing God. Rebellion from God. Rebellion from his will and his decrees. Deliberately or just by life, by intention. But it essentially means separating from God. I mean, rejecting God, saying you don't want to be under him. So it was a very serious thing that Adam did. When they fell in that garden. And out of that, 
then now the wages of sin Hapo basi sasa mshahara wa dhambi Out of that comes now the penalty on sin Kutokana na hiyo sasa inakutokea ile adhabu ya dhambi And we all know the penalty of sin is death Na sote tunajua kwamba adhabu ya dhambi ni mauti What am I saying Hivyo basi je nasema nini hapa You understand the centrality of the role of the Holy Spirit in regenerating you Ya kwamba kabla muelewe kabisa unyeti wa Roho Mtakatifu katika kuwahuisha upya You must understand the gravity of sin Ni lazima muelewe kabisa uzito wa dhambi of sin in separating man from God separating him from the transcendent God the holy God of Israel So sin essentially separated man from God. And when sin separated you from God. Then the penalty of sin is death which was you owed God death. Hivyo basi you need to go to to be killed to be judged death. Hivyo basi matokeo ya dhambi ni kifo kumaanisha ya kwamba ni lazima uende kuuawa That death I'm talking about begins with a spiritual death. Hicho kifo ambacho unazungumza kuhusu inaanza na kifo cha kiroho. Because when Adam and Eve sinned, kwa sababu wakati Adamu na Hawa walipotenda dhambi, they did not experience physical death right away. Hawakuona, hawakupata lile kifo cha moja kwa moja ya kiasilia moja kwa moja. Physical death. They did not experience physical death right away. Hawakupata kile kifo cha mwili moja kwa moja. But the death they experienced was spiritual death. Lakini kile kifo ambacho walipata ni kifo cha kiroho. So if you look at Adam the human body the human being Hivyo basi ukimwangalia Adamu mtu ule mwili the human being before the fall Ule mwanadamu kabla ya mwanguko You have a body Unao mwili and that body is the housing of your soul na sasa mwili huo ndio nyumba ya nafsi yako and after the soul then you have the spirit the human spirit your spirit na sasa baada hiyo nafsi kunayo roho ya mtu And after that Na baada ya hiyo So now you have the body the soul and the spirit Hivyo basi sasa unao mwili nafsi na roho So when man fell when he fell Hivyo basi wakati mwanadamu alipoanguka The wages of sin Mshahara wa dhambi So the death that befell Adam right away is spiritual death where the spirit died Hivyo basi kifo ambacho kilimkumba Adamu moja kwa moja ni kifo cha kiroho And that's why all of you that are created all men created after the fall are created in death Dio, in sin sababu, under the weight of sin ndio sababu wanadamu wote watu wote ambao wameumbwa baada ya mwanguko wameumbwa ndani ya dhambi they need christ jesus wanamhitaji kristo yesu because your your spirit is born dead kwa sababu roho yako inazaliwa mfu and that's why na ndio sababu now that death sasa hicho kifo which you are supposed to pay ambapo mnapaswa kunipa is what god out of his kindness as we read here ndio mercy kindness and pity ndio ambayo sasa mungu kutokana na rehema zake wema na huruma and compassion na rehema he took pity on you aliwahurumia and he decided now that he wants to reconnect he wants to bring back man into a relationship with him fellowship with him na akamwambia kwamba sasa anataka kumrejesha mwanadamu katika ushirika pamoja naye and in that restoration na katika urejesho huo he brought the cross of jesus between you and him aliuleta msalaba wa yesu kati yenu na yeye and that's why the bible says there is only one god shema ndio sababu biblia inasema kwamba kuna yeye mungu mmoja tu peke yake shema and the lord your god israel listen to the word listen to the words of the lord the lord your god is one na Israeli sikilizeni maneno ya Mungu Bwana Mungu wenu ni mmoja and he has one mediator na 
is Christ Jesus. Because Christ Jesus said, I will take your place. You are supposed to suffer death as the wages of sin. But I'll come in your place. And I will take your place that I may die that you may be secured. That is called expiation. That is called substitute death. For your behalf he died. Expiation. Substitute death. He chose to die for you. And he said. That is such a tremendous thing. I gave the example. That let's say somebody is pursuing to kill another person with the gun. And he enters the home of that person that has his money that has refused to pay him and he say I've come to gun you down because you have refused to pay me to kill you and then his son sees that this man is about to kill his father and he runs and jumps in between he says no please don't kill him kill me instead because you know let him say he has another role a better, a great role in this home and, and the son stands now between the gunman and this guy. And then boom, boom. This son is shot down. And killed. And killed and that guy goes away. In that home. They will never ever forget this boy. In that home. That place they are buried, maybe in front of the home or the side of the home, where his grave is. Every time at the table, when they are eating, they are doing this. And even jump and say, kill me instead. And he says that in that home, the act of this substitute death, that person will never ever be forgotten in that home. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year, January 1 to January 1. Not to say that kill me, I have the whole world. You can imagine wherever they are sitting in that home, whether it's in the day or the dinner table, or in the night they are sleeping, they will always remember the act that this man did. This boy did. And that is what Jesus did. When Jesus decided, he said, no, don't kill them. Let me take their place so you may kill me instead. And that's what he did. So my question to the present day church 
church in Italy. Hivyo basi swali langu kwa kanisa la sasa hivi kule Italy. In Napoli. Kule Napoli. In Malpensa. Kule Malpensa. Milano. Milano. Reggio Emilia. Reggio Emilia. In all those places. Katika hizo sehemu zote. Reggio Catalana. Reggio Catalana. The, the, the question God is asking you all the way to Sicily in Palermo. Swali ambalo Mungu anawauliza kote kote hadi kule Sicily Palermo. Taranto. Taranto. The Lord is asking one question. Bwana anauliza swali moja. That you can see that in this home this son who gave his life on behalf of the rest will never be forgotten every second. Ya kwamba mnaweza kuona ya kwamba katika boma hii katika nyumba hii huyu mvulana ambaye alipeana maisha yake kwa niaba ya wale wengine wote hata waikamwe kusahaunika. And yet in the church of Christ. Na hali katika kanisa la Kristo. You have quickly forgotten Christ Jesus you are saved. Kwa haraka kabisa mmesahau Kristo Yesu mwokozi wenu. Vipi? Why have you forgotten your 